I am the king of Greenland. Rejoice, rejoice. I am the king of Greenland. Now, most of you probably wouldn't get that reference. It's from a show that I watched uh, some weeks ago. And it was this scene where this especially tragic character in this particularly pathetic scene was standing on top of this dead whale. All of the people that he needed to support him running away and him yelling, I am the king of Greenland. Now what set that up is that these were some of the first settlers of Greenland or the first attempted settlers. They went there and they realized, oh no, we're not going to make it. We don't have what we need to be able to survive. But they thought, okay, we're going to just parcel out the land equally. Well, they did that. And a whale washed up and they thought, this is a miracle. This is exactly, this is what we need. We have food, we have fuel, we can build things out of the parts of this whale. This is a godsend. But the man whose land it washed up on, he thought, this is not for us. This is for me. You see, he was ambitious and not only greedy. He wanted to be the king of the land, and so he saw in this an opportunity to have leverage, to have power over the other people. So when they said, there's more there than you and your family could use for years, we need this to survive, he said, not so fast, this is mine. Things ended up turning violent, and they realized not only was he greedy, not only was he ambitious, he was bloodthirsty. And they realized that if they were to survive, they all had to leave that island. And so they did. And this scene ends with all of the settlement running for their lives into boats, leaving this man behind, and him on top of this dead whale, saying, I am the king of Greenland with his wife there at the side, weeping because she knows that this is the end for them. All that they needed was leaving on those ships because they wanted to rule rather than serve. And, and we might think, okay, that's kind of far-fetched. That's not what I do. Really? I mean, just think back to when you were a kid. No, we have to play the game this way. This is the way that we have to play. No, if you're not going to play with me according to these rules, then you can just leave and then you're alone in the playground. Because you had to be the ruler of that moment. Or the toys. I don't particularly want that toy, but I really don't want her to have it, so I'm going to yell and scream until I can have that toy. And then the moment she doesn't have it, whoop, toss it to the side. And we might think, yeah, but that was when I was a kid. Father, I grew out of that. Really? Because then in high school... You wanted to rule the narrative, right? If I can't make people say good things about me, at least I'm going to say worse things about other people so that I'm not the one the negative attention is focused upon. Or the various things that we do to kind of climb up in the pecking order. And then in college, we think, oh, finally the high school drama is behind me. But we do the same types of things in every scenario. And then we go into the workforce. And we might still strive to be little kings of our little kingdoms. To say, no, 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 in this department, on this shift, I am the one in charge. And we place so much value on being in charge, being in control, on having this position or that one. 
on having the financial security to be able to do whatever we want. But sometimes we end up sacrificing the most precious things. Just like that pathetic king of Greenland who ended up signing basically his life away when he said, I will be ruler here, so we do it in so many little ways. When we sacrifice family for the sake of maybe continuing to climb that ladder when we're already past the point where we would need to do that anymore. When we sacrifice above all else our time with the Lord for all of these petty little things, what people think of us, what kind of position we have, how much money we might be making. But our Lord offers us another way. Right, This great king that we celebrate today says, recognize me as king, serve me, and by serving me, you end up reigning. See, that's the great paradox, is that to serve God is to reign. Because this is a king unlike any other. Right? He doesn't have a golden throne on which he sits, but a splintery cross which he mounts for love of you. Can you say that about any other boss that you've ever had? Do you have a boss that loves you that much that he would shed his blood for you? Do you have a mayor, a governor, a president that would do the same? I don't. Can you say that the leaders of your community actually know you personally and love you to the core? No. But we can say that about our king. And see, that's where the great beauty and the freedom of being Christian comes. Because we don't belong to this party or that one. We don't belong to just this country or that one. Obviously, we should uh, be engaged in all of these things. There should be a healthy patriotism. But at the end of the day, more than I am an American, I am a Catholic. More than I am a Republican, I am a Catholic. More than I am a Democrat, I am a Catholic. Fill in the blank. Whatever other affiliation you have, the fact that you are the subject of a king so good as Jesus should always come first. We should recognize no group, no party has us in their back pocket because we belong to a king that loves us more than any other ruler ever will. One that loves us so much that he actually shares with us his rule. What do I mean by that? Well, we read in the third chapter of the book of Revelation, Jesus saying, look, I am standing at the door knocking. If one of you hears me calling and opens the door, I will come in to share his meal side by side with him. Those who prove victorious, I will allow to share my throne just as I was victorious myself and took my place with my father on his throne. See, that's what we have to look forward to. That if we're willing to cast down our petty little crowns, to loosen a little bit of the control that we want to have in the various aspects of our lives, if we dedicate ourselves more to serving the God who came to serve us, than we do toward making sure everybody respects how great we are as the kings of our little kingdoms, we end up able to rule with him, to reign with him. And the first place where we reign is over our own passions. Right? Because what kind of king has zero control over his kingdom? And yet, that's us so often. 
Whenever I declare myself the ultimate king of my life, I realize I'm a bad king. I'm just not very good at keeping order in this little kingdom, right? I do things that afterwards I'm like, why would I do that? I say things and I think, what kind of fool would say what I just said? And what's worse is that not only am I not terribly competent as a king, I'm also not very merciful as a king, right? Jesus is mercy itself, but me, whenever I make a mistake, I turn on myself right away and I say, how could you have done that? Oh man, you are just the absolute worst. And so it should be so easy for me to lay aside this crown and say, I'm not fit to be my own king. I need a king who is competent. I need a king who is powerful. I need a king who is merciful. And I have that king in Christ Jesus. He is the one who came for love of us, shed his blood for love of us. And so we can trust him that as he rules over us, he does so with a merciful heart. We read in the gospel today, Jesus answering Pilate, You say I am a king. For this I was born, and for this I came into the world, to testify to the truth. Everyone who belongs to the truth listens to my voice. And that is the way that this week we can become better subjects of this Christ the King than we were before. Right? This is the final week of this liturgical year. Next week, it's the first Sunday of Advent. We start a whole new year and we can commit ourselves in this new year to be better subjects of this King. To say, you know what, God? I'll admit it. There are parts of my life that I have been nervous about giving over to you. There are parts of my life that I have claimed as my own personal little Greenland, where I've said, I am king of this part of my life. What I do with my boyfriend and my girlfriend, right? How I am toward my spouse, how we plan out our family, what we do with our resources, how I treat my coworkers. All of these various things we might think, okay, God, I need to have control over this. You can have the other stuff. Well, this next liturgical year that we have, we can give him all of it. We can think during this Mass, what is it that I have claimed as my own little thing that I need to rule over, and how can I give it to the Lord? How can I listen to his voice inviting me to say, or inviting me to give over to him what I've kept to myself? I can't tell you what exactly that is for each one of you. It might be good things, right? Like plans, desires, ideas, dreams, all of these things that nervously we keep from the Lord because we think, I'm not going to reveal this to you because I'm scared that if I do, you're going to say no. And I don't want to hear no. So I'm just going to go down this path and later on I'll talk to you about it. Instead of every day mapping out my day with my king and say, what do you want me to do? You're the benevolent ruler. You're the one who actually cares for me more than I care for myself. So how do you want this day to look? This week, this month, this life? How do I listen to his voice? Do I engage him in the sacred scriptures? When's the last time I read through one of the gospels? If it's been a while, guess what? A new year, new resolutions. You get to do it a month before the whole rest of the the world. Because our new year starts next week. 
We commit ourselves to be better subjects of the king who loves us more than he loves his very self. And it's to that king that we pray. We turn to him borrowing the words that we read in the book of Revelation. As we say, to him who loves us and has freed us from our sins by his blood, who has made us into a kingdom, priests for his God and Father, to him be glory and power forever and ever. Amen.